0: Welcome to Broadway's Backbone with Brad and Bradley, a podcast dedicated to the men and women of the ensemble, the chorus of dancers, singers, and actors that are the foundation of every Broadway musical. These often unsung gypsies are the hardest working people on the boards and are, well, Broadway's backbone. Welcome to episode nine, our special guest, Dennis Stowe. Hi, welcome Dennis Stowe to Broadway's Backbone. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Brad. How are you? I'm fantastic. (laughs) So thank you for being on the show. I'm going to just start it off uh, listing your credits, and you can uh, tell me if I'm wrong or not. Okay. Um, So we have Man of La Mancha, Mm -hmm. Wonderful Town, Mm -hmm. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Mm -hmm. Wedding Singer, Apple Tree, Shrek, Leap of Faith, Annie, and currently you are in Aladdin. That's true. And then I think I saw that you also did Naked Boy Singing off-Broadway. I did. You did. It looks like you did a Dreamgirls concert, a bunch of other yeah. uh, concerts and Actors Fund and things like that. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's amazing. That's How many is that, nine? Nine, yes. Amazing. Uh, so where are you from and how did you get started?
1: Uh, I'm from Long Island uh, in a little town called Amityville, which is... Actually, on the way out here. Oh, and a horror. You get that a lot. I tell people that's where I live. <laughs> and um, and I, uh, you know, just started kind of randomly in dance class. We had a like a one level above a Dolly Dinkle dance school in in our, in our town, and it was something that I think my mother just asked me one day if I wanted to. My cousins were doing it. She's like, "Do you want to go to dance school?" I was like, "Oh yeah, all right." And so it wasn't like I had some yearning to you know to do it. I just kind of sort of fell into it, and then you get there and you're like the only boy, and you know and you're pretty good and you know you do you know basic tap and jazz, I was pretty good at tap and um, and you know we didn't do competition work or anything, but we did recitals definitely so that's kind of where I got my first taste of uh, you know performing on stage and performing uh, in front of people um, and then when I went to high school, randomly they had an amazing uh, musical theater program because of the teacher, and uh, and it was in, uh, in on Long Island as well, and uh, yeah, and so that was in the, I think those were in the years of break dancing had first started. I'm not oh. gonna, I'm not going to date myself, but <laughs> break <dancing laughs> had first started back then, and so you know if you were into dance and and uh, you, you were into breakdancing, you know certainly as you know. And so, uh, you know, we would stay after school and like, you know, break dance and battle after school. And the, the director of the, um, of the drama department saw me dancing and he said, hey, you know, we're doing uh, uh, West Side Story. And he said, and I need somebody to be Bernardo in West Side Story. And I was like, and I had no idea. I was like, well, I know how to dance, but I didn't know anything really about theater at all. And, uh, and so he put me into the show. And it was like,
0: this is amazing,
1: you know. And I was Bernardo. Oh, on West Side Story. This was my first show I ever did.
0: Uh, what a great way to start! Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I was like, "Oh, this is you know, you start getting attention, and it's and it's cute." And then we did uh, Fame, the musical, and we also did uh, <laughs> they did the play Frankenstein. And at that time, you know, thriller was was huge, and we all sort of hid in in during the show during the whole show we hid in this ghoul makeup, and at the end of the show, the play. The thriller music came on and we did the dance to thriller <laughs> at the end of the play of frankenstein that is great amazing stuff like that you know and so i had a really rich uh t- again randomly a rich time um doing theater something that i sort of almost you know sort of fell in and i really like enjoyed with did juice christ Superstar, and uh i was jesus juice christ Superstar. took everything down a fifth <laughs> he changed all the keys because i am such a, a bass. So he changed all the keys for Jesus Christ Superstar. So it was the baritone version of Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: So. Hey, if you have people that will do that for you? Yeah. Which is great because then you have the talent to back it up. Yeah,
1: you know, you, you have somebody who sees something in you. And, and uh, so I owe him, you know, everything, you know, for, for seeing that I had some kind of talent. You
0: know. Did you end up going to college for it?
1: And I went to, well, I went not for it, but I went to Hofstra University, which is on Long Island. Oh, okay, yes. And I went to be an engineering major because that's what everybody says you should do, you know, when you're good in math and science and you should be a, an engineer so I went to Hofstra I was pretty smart in, you know in high school and got there and quickly learned that it was horrible and boring and, and, <laughs> and, uh, but and Hofstra is not a uh, specialized drama school but they have a good drama department they had a, a, a very um, uh, early uh, dance department they had just started and uh, and they had a great music department actually too so I would always be sort of, I would see the people, the kids in the theater and they're hanging around and I'm like, this is, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not happy doing this, you know? And I did horribly, you know, the first year. And uh, I befriended uh, somebody who's still my friend uh, today, is uh, Jameson Stern. And uh, he was a child actor in New York and he was from New Jersey. And he would, I met him, you know, in school and, and I started doing little, you know, side plays in, in, in college and he was like let's go to new york and audition you know and i was like i don't i don't know anything about that and new york is only 40 minutes away and so you know we i didn't know anything about it He's like, said we well, got to get a resume you got to get a picture so i had my mother's friend take a picture of me in his basement you know and he was it as my headshot and i had my little you know college credits and i would go audition in the city and uh yeah and then randomly i got uh, a pittsburgh clo uh game best was my first equity show that I got oh and that was uh, how I got my equity card and that, that was and my that next was, question and that was and that was still in college uh, and so then I I had uh, met Jamie I, I digress. I met Jamie and we went and I got a summer stock job actually my first summer stock job was surflight summer theater in New Jersey Long Beach Island I think I think they just went under sadly uh, but it was full out 11 shows in 12 weeks summer stock and uh, you get paid like you know no money, and they put you up and feed you horrible food. But you do all these shows, and you get all these shows under your belt for um, for somebody who didn't have any credits. And so, Absolutely. and we did and like shows like La Cage and you know, Mystery of Edwin Drood, and you know, uh, anything goes. Like not you know small shows, yes. like major shows. And you would rehearse one during the day, and you would do. So that was some good training early on, even though the shows were probably not great. Right. But you know, uh, and so I came back from that and I was like, well, this is, this is what I want to do. You know, in life. And my parents were very supportive, so I changed all my majors. I got a liberal arts major uh, and graduated from college. And did, you know, I was not a drama major. I sort of, I was able to, because to, I had a liberal arts major so I could do minors in each. So I did a minor in drama, a minor in music. And got some good music training and and got to do Shakespeare and things like that in in, in school. But it wasn't a specialized school for drama, but it just happened to be there. And then, you know, I got my good card in in college, and after college I started auditioning, and here I am.
0: (laughs) What was the first uh, Broadway show you saw? And the reason I ask is... um, my niece just saw her first Broadway show, uh-huh. and it was a la-huh uh, And you were in it. Uh-huh. And we arranged a talk back, and one of the kids at the talk back um, c- came up and told me that like, that like was my favorite part of the whole trip. They were in New York and went to DC. Uh-huh. The kid was not my niece, sadly. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I just thought about that, and I thought, uh, I mean, was there a, your first Broadway show, or was there a show that you saw that inspired you? The, my first Broadway show that I ever saw was Chorus Line. Okay. And I,
1: I remember driving myself into the city. Uh, and just going to see a show and I wanted to see a show and it was Chorus Line and it was of course so very inspiring and I, subsequently I've seen I saw the revival and now that you know after you've been doing it all these years how much more it means you know what they say you know in the show about you know what will we, what will I do if I don't do this and, and things like that and all those realities that sort of come you know full circle From but when I, you first see it you're just sort of in awe of of Absolutely. what's happening so that was my first Broadway show
0: so. I that my, my show was Bob Fosse's Dancing, the, the first national tour in uh-huh. San Diego. Uh-huh. That, that dates me a little bit. <laughs> uh, so before we get to uh, your Broadway debut, I uh-huh. do have to ask about Naked Boy Singing. We can do a, a truncated version of it. I actually saw it. What's amazing about that show is it's still running in New York City. Yeah, is it still running? Yeah, it's one night a week, maybe two nights a week. <laughs> yes. Um which is unbelievable. But was it the Actors Playhouse? Was yes. It, is, did you do it there? I sure did. Because that's a pretty old historic theater and yeah. that, the Christopher Street and everything Absolutely. like that. So um, how was that I mean, experience? Because that was also a period, when I first moved to New York, there were so much interesting shows happening in, in uh, off-Broadway in that area. Yeah, sure. But a lot of them included nudity at that time. Right. Um, and now it's not so much. Now we're back to being proved. Yeah, this was yeah, late 90s. I mean how do did you have to audition in naked no I, okay. I <laughs> no, well well I, I'm very good friends with Jeff Denman he's oh, one of my yeah. very very good
1: friends and he was the choreographer of the show and so he asked me to assist him okay with the choreography and so we did you know the pre-production and, and I helped him throughout the, the rehearsal process um, and uh, yeah and so after a while after the show went up they needed a swing and so they asked me if I would swing, and I was like, well, absolutely not. I'm not gonna be naked you know, on stage. And it's, It would be my first sort of New York show. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I won't do that. And then they asked again. And I said, no, and they asked one more time. And I was like, well, I, I do need insurance, you know? <laughs> absolutely. And it's not, it wasn't horrible money, but it was definitely off-Broadway money. And, uh, and I had really never been a swing before um, there was only eight boys in the show so uh, we had two swings and you, you basically cover everybody right but, um, I had four and he had four and uh, and I was also the dance captain of the show and once I got back in there because I knew the choreography you know,
0: absolutely
1: so, um, and uh, you know it was <laughs> you know for the time it was pretty exciting and I, I thought you know the the early days of the show I thought it was very clever yeah Jeff's um, work is great and Jeff of course he's one of my spent, favorite new up-and-coming choreographers. you know Um, and, uh, the show was cute. It was a cute little off-Broadway show. It was, it was gay themed. Right. Um, and, uh, so once we exhausted that audience, then it became sort of, uh, they started doing it for bridal showers, you know, bridal parties. And I don't think they quite knew (laughs) what (laughs) the show was. So they would be like, woo, like cheering, like it's Chippendales and then. (laughs) Somebody's singing a a, a a romantic song about seeing another naked man in, in a window, <laughs> and they're like, something's not right about what you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so but the show has been. I mean, I I I can't really believe it. I can't know? either. But it's it's a really cute, clever you know show. Um, it's probably a little dated at this point, but uh, you know, it was it was great. New York experience, and subsequently I. If I would leave and I went on tour, and when I came back, I, I went into the show, you know, to, for a
0: couple of weeks. So it was a, it was a, some steady employment yeah, for no, us. especially insurance week. Now it's hard to get insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Weeks. So it was, it was, a, it was a good show. It was a good experience. Yeah, I, I saw, saw puppetry of the penis with the bridal showers. I mean, <laughs> around that same time, a bunch of girls watching men make puppets out of their penis. I Interesting. I mean, like it's amazing what gets on a New York stage. <laughs> yes. Uh, but speaking of that, your, I think it was your Broadway debut was yes. an amazing uh, piece of uh, theater, uh, was Man of La Mancha. Absolutely. Uh, so how was your Broadway debut? Oh, my God. Well, I was on tour. Um, I had audition
1: for the show, say, in the beginning of the summer. And then I went on tour with West Side Story. That was a short uh, tour. And while I was on tour, they said, you have to come back to the city for a callback. And I was like, well, I can't. They're not going to let me out of the show. And my agent was like, you need to come back and, and audition with the show. And I was like, wow, okay. So I had to lie to West Side Story and tell them that my mother was getting an operation and I needed to go oh. home and, and tend to her. And I called her beforehand and I said, I'm going to lie on you and say that, you know, that you're sick. She was like, no, just, just do what you have to do. Do what you have to do. Oh, that and is supportive. So, <laughs> so I uh, I went to audition to, to New York to the callback and went very well. And Stokes was in the room. I remember the, the last really? yep, the last one where we all sang. Stokes was there. And uh, I came back on tour. And like a couple of days, they said, I got it. And it was like, you know, and I was, you know, I had had a career like in regional theater and I toured a lot. So Broadway came, you know, kind of late. I was in my 30, you know, my young thirties when I first did my first show. Oh, okay. Two thousand and two. So um, it, it was really, you know, at that point I had really felt like I worked, you know, hard and, and and it was all sort of, you know, all the questions were answered at that point. You know, that's how you feel. Um, and so I had to leave. I had to leave the show, and I, and I uh, did Nellie Matcha, oh. and and also Andy Blankenbuehler, who's also, you know, who we know who's yes. a good friend of mine he was also doing what's that story we, I was Bernardo he was riff oh and he also got mail Macho oh
0: he did yes
1: so we both left the show uh, to do the show and I say his name only because you know you know Andy is right has become you know such a major choreographer and you know you never know who you're dancing next to you absolutely know? I, that, that, that's why I think it's it's you have to really be nice to everybody you know and if that's any advice I would give to anybody just be nice it, you know because you don't know your peers can be giving you jobs. And Andy has given me two jobs on Broadway, you know. And so it's it's, it's a really testament to just being nice and being good to work with. And,
0: oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, that's more sometimes more important than being uber talented. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, so yeah,
1: so I did that and it was very exciting. We did uh, Out of Town in, in DC. And um, yeah, and came on back and opened it, and it was amazing. Uh. It was really amazing. And, you know, I'll cut to the end. You know, it was an amazing experience and working with Stokes and and amazing people. But when the show was coming to a close, because I was so green, really, and not green, but green when it came to Broadway, you know, I didn't know how it worked with when you close or what the signs are. You know, I was so happy to be there all the time. And you would hear people whispering about it. You're like, ugh, they're just being... Just negative yeah. And yeah listen to that a whole <laughs> lot. and then they announced that the show was closing and i was shocked completely shocked and so upset and they were like you didn't know the show was closing?" <laughs> but i didn't know yeah. you know and i remember being so feeling so hurt about it you know because you don't you don't really know how it works you know and so uh, i was very naive I, I, you know, I kind of wish I could go back to those times. When, <laughs> oh, no, me too. When, when you don't know when, nothing. You just want to do it.
0: Yeah, you, know, you see the playbill turn black and white, and you're like, we're closing. <laughs> you know, and it exactly. used to be like, oh, who cares? Exactly, and the money. grosses and this and that. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I, you know. It's a time I, when you, it's about the art. Yeah. And the fun of it. So your next three shows uh, I have, we'll we'll talk about them. Sure. Uh, I'll trun- truncate them together okay, just quickly. But Wonderful Town, mm-hmm. Dirty Rotten. Scoundrel and wedding singer, mm-hmm. you were a replacement. replacement. Yeah. Now, being a replacement is really hard. It's hard. <laughs> uh, I did it in Billy Elliot, and I can honestly say that it was really nice, and they were they were awesome. Yes. But um, I I in being shows, being at those put-ins, I see how horrible people are to each other. Yeah, they can be. And like, and there's a we have a mutual friend who I won't name his name, but opening night of lot he got us all placards that said "Original Broadway Cast, replacements suck." And that was on all of our, uh, like, as a funny gift. uh, And, like, so the replacements would come in and see that. So, like, that. so what was your experience as being a replacement and having to do stuff like that? Sure. Well, um, you
1: know, it's interesting being a replacement. You know, there's things about it that I actually like as well. Mm. Because, you know, the creative process of a Broadway show is so hard, you know, and there's so much at stake. So to sort of, like, come in and just kind of learn what somebody else has, has done and, and bring your own thing to it but but it, there's an art to being able to you know uh make it your own but still fit into the right you know spaces and right. that stuff and 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 not halt the train that's moving you got to get on a moving train so there's a challenge to that that i that i enjoy that i had never really experienced before um wonderful town was easier because it was not a dancer track it was oh, a okay. single track but, but still with kathleen shows you you dance you know what i mean um, but it wasn't crazy, so it was a little bit easier to do. Uh, wonderful Town. Uh,
0: what was after that? Uh, Dirty Rotten. Which, oh, Dirty, Dirty Rotten, Rotten was. Down-trust. I was cut in fifteen minutes at that, at that <laughs> audition. I was. It was the short. I mean, I'll always remember that. Ten a.m. call, and I was cut uh-huh. by ten fifteen. Because they they went in alphabetical order. Mortified.
1: <laughs> it's always. It's never. It's never good when you cut.
0: No. Never good.
1: And we we're like, don't you know who I think I am? Exactly. <laughs> but uh that one was I think I had a audition for it originally, it didn't work out. And then um I was one of the first replacements because I replaced Greg Kingsbury, he went to go do Color Purple.
0: Hmm.
1: Um and I was I was really good friends with Dennis um Jones as well, it was sort of my end there. And uh that was a little more challenging <laughs> because uh, you know, You had much more seasoned uh, people in the ensemble, uh, and so they were very particular about certain things. So, you know, it was just about, you know, finding your way, and and, uh, it was ultimately a good experience, and and really before Aladdin, it was the longest I'd ever been in a show. Oh, right. Um, So uh, I joined
0: like five months into it.
1: So there was good times that we had, that was, that was,
0: yeah. it was, it was good. Okay. So, but you're put in, were you the only one in costume? Oh or? yeah, that's horrible.
1: That's horrible. And my dance partner uh, was nervous, you know what I mean? So I had to stay after with her to do all, all of our stuff. It was a very partner heavy show. Um, and I was nervous. But I tell you, you, you know, you talk about your favorite moments on stage. My put in rehearsal was the, um, the last day of John Lithgow's vacation. He was not there the whole time that I joined the show. So I had not seen him in the show. And at my put in rehearsal, I was sweating, I was in costume and he walked in and in, in that theater, the Imperial theater, you could see the stage door from the stage and I saw him walk in and he's so tall and majestic, you know, and so, so nice. And he came right up to me and he grabbed me and he said, Dennis, we are so lucky to have you. Welcome to the show. And, you know, I, I just can't wait to work with you. And I absolutely cried. I was like, I just, Mr. Litton, I'm just, I was so, it was crazy.
0: That was making me, that was like, one of, well
1: up. It was one of my favorite moments ever on Broadway, because he's just so amazing. What a kind, amazing guy. Um, so that was good, and I met a lot of good friends during that show. And then it was The Wedding Singer.
0: Well, I did some research about you on The Wedding Singer. <laughs> no, you know how people call, uh, like, they say, oh, reference, oh, have you worked with so-and-so? Uh, people do that. Yes. Uh, uh, but one of my dear friends was the dance captain of The Wedding Singer. I was like, do you know Dennis Doe? And he was like, absolutely, I love him. <laughs> but I heard his uh, experience with The Wedding Singer was pretty miserable. Yeah.
1: Well, listen.
0: He said you, he, he loved you, though. Yeah.
1: Um, it was a hard group. i love them all uh it was a hard group they were very um i would say uh territorial about the stuff because again you know i'll go back to dirty round scoundrels my first one of my first rehearsals was their first cleanup rehearsal and you know you've been doing the show for a couple of months and then you decide to have a cleanup rehearsal the the kids aren't having it you know what i mean they're like (laughs) My number is five. I'm not moving. You know, my arm was always here. It was always here. It was, Jerry specifically put me on this. No, I don't remember it was that, but, oh, this is a change. This is a change. Okay. You know, that, you know those kinds of things. Oh, uh, And yes. all of that happened at, at Dirty Rotten Scouts. <laughs> so I was terrified, like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Um, Wedding Singer was, uh, you know, uh, similar. It was different people. Uh, and that show was hard. That was a hard show. Yeah. And I had not. I'd seen the the um, the clip of uh, Wedding Day on the Tonys, and I said, like, "Wow, that looks like a really fun show. That looks like really fun." So I had that was my only reference to the show after I got it. And I went to way I went and watched it. I was like, "Ooh, okay, I gotta stretch these hands out because this is this is Rob Ashford, you know? Yeah. And he has you dancing. Yeah. It was." you know, splits in seconds and handstands on desks and, you know, it's very, very athletic and, and non-stop. Um, it was so fun, you know, and once you have it in your body, it's that opening number of, of uh, what he's saying was some of the most fun I've ever had on stage. Oh, that's great. Just, well, it's, well, it it's just, our time period. It's yeah, the 80s. The, the, so, yes, yeah. the curtain opens and you're doing the running man like hard, Yeah, you know? and and it was so great. Um, and, the, yeah, that 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 put in was challenging, certainly. You know, people are just territorial about space and and stuff like that. And you have to graciously know how to sort of walk in. You know, my always thing when I have replaced, I always say, I go to everybody's dressing room and I say, listen, I might be in your way tonight. I promise I won't be tomorrow. So don't worry about it. But I might be. I might be off. So just, you know, and people say, "Okay, just
0: shove with love. And I promise I'll fix it. I oh, "Shove it. with Love" is one of my yeah. favorite things. Shove with love. People would know. shove with love, and me and Bill Elliott probably like a good two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, still, yeah. I'm still.
1: <laughs> but you know, we'll we we'll get it. Oh yeah. You know, and I was always confident that I would get it. So. Uh, so yeah, that was an experience. But you know, that show I was only in for. Uh, <laughs> the the, the night that I opened in the show, I had had to give my notice because I had gotten the apple tree.
0: Wow! Look so, at you, fancy. So
1: I had. Audition for the show, maybe my first weekend in, in rehearsal, and then they said I got it.
0: And so then when I opened, I had my notice. They were like, "You're leaving already?" I
1: was like, "Yeah, I got another show." And
0: well, I that's so interesting because in all of the IMBT and all the your Broadway playbills and stuff like that, it doesn't list the wedding singer. Oh, no? No, and then one of them, its inter- well, not that it matters, but one of them, it says, like, oh, it, it, he was in The Wedding Singer, and then when you print out your thing, which I have right here, uh, it's not listed. Oh. That's why I, I... It was a very short time, so... So, I, so that's I why know. I contacted was, my friend. I was like, was he in it? Because yeah. It, it, it was literally, like, six weeks. Maybe, oh, but that's plenty of time. You
1: know? And I had to do, do Double Duty as well, which was
0: horrible. Oh.
1: <laughs> horrible. It sounds glamorous, but it's really not mm-hmm. horrible. And it was for the apple tree, and it, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll get to the apple tree. This was Andy's first... Oh. Um, Broadway show that he choreographed and there were only four boys in the show in a swing and so uh, I was doing double duty and I was so tired you know from doing double duty and I didn't really know about it but I was like wow I'm getting two checks and it's two Broadway shows I'm fierce you know but I wasn't really able to bring anything into the room you know with Andy and he was he got he was upset at me oh. by it and, and said he was like I'm your friend you know what I mean and I hired you for the show and because you're my friend and you know, I like your work ethic, and he said, but you, you have been unavailable, really, and that's not really my thing, and I was like, wow, you're right, yeah, <laughs> you absolutely, know?
0: and so, especially I, for a first probably show, you're going to, yes, you bring people in,
1: exactly, who are going to, so it, it really taught me a lesson, you know, uh, and he was
0: right, Yeah, you know, so, Thank God. So that was, and that was also was a roundabout show. So it was. Well, that's limited. yeah. Well, that's what I want to talk about. You said two Broadway checks. No, that's kind of a lot. Oh yeah. Because uh, that's one thing that's that that people I don't think people realize is the roundabout isn't a Broadway contract. No, no. It's a Lord contract. She's Lord. With the Lincoln <laughs> Center and MC, MCC as well. Yes, that's Lord so, A plus whatever they call it. Which it's yeah. less than like some regional theaters yeah. pay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's always fascinating because you're you're working you're doing a Broadway oh, show the same,
1: and they charge the same amount of money for the tickets so you know but I liked it I like the roundabout I love working at Studio 54
0: yes oh the ghosts in there are amazing amazing yeah yes so that was really great uh, yeah good experience so Shrek was your next show Shrek the musical Shrek the musical I actually saw that twice did you um I did I had a lot of friends in it and Uh a lot of friends uh were understudies so I went and saw them when they went on um so but a lot of people talked about DreamWorks uh being amazing yes and uh having a lot of money and they they threw a lot of money at you guys so you always felt well taken care of absolutely absolutely but then I also heard a lot of people were excited about the show because of what they were told on paper but then when the when the show actually came to fruition, a lot of people were happy, unhappy. Well, how was yeah. your experience?
1: Um, it, it's kind of the way that it started out. It, it started out in, in you know reading and workshop form. So I did the workshop of the show, the mm-hmm. early workshop, eleven weeks, <laughs> workshop. So you know DreamWorks, I I, th- I think it was really their first foray into producing theater, um, live theater. So um, they you know, well, how much is it? Uh, you know. 11 weeks, sure. I mean, we got paid for that workshop. And did you actually get points? And we got points, It yeah. wasn't like the new lab contact? No. Good. It, it's points. I still get money. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and we put a lot of work, you know, into that show to find what the show is. So on paper, the show was this edgy, you know, like the movie is. Yeah. You know, um, it sort of goes over kids' heads, but it, it really resonates with, with adults. And I, I think that's what they were counting on. And, um, and you had, you know, fairy tale creatures with smoking and cursing and it was it was really kind of interesting and fun and then as we got you know shrek is a brand as well and so they need to protect their brand so we had a lot of people that had a lot of opinions about what the show should be um and so uh you know during the process it 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 just changed a lot and i think they played it they got scared and 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 they thought well maybe our audience will be children and families, and so it got dumbed down a lot, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I think it's still an amazing show, amazing music in it, amazing potential, um, fantastic costumes, like, yeah. they spent a lot of, you know, I, I heard that before Spider-Man, Shrek was the most expensive show. Really? I'm not sure how much it was, but it was the most expensive a show, and we did it out of town in Seattle, and those costumes alone were millions of dollars.
0: And what costume
1: were you? I was Papa Bear okay <laughs> <laughs> and I was another character called Thelonious who was like Farquaad's henchman and he has a, a hood uh, over his face and a cape and boots it was quite fun
0: oh, cause a lot of people talk about the costumes being the show being more about the costumes than it is about anything else yeah it's, it's, and then
1: you have somebody like Brian Darcy James who had all of that makeup on but could really transcend the costume I think oh yes you know, he was amazing in that, in that role um but, uh, you know, it wasn't received as, as, as well as they wanted it to be. And, uh, and we ran about a year. And um, that's it. And they brought in, uh, like, show doctors and stuff like that. Yeah, Rob, Rob Ashford came in to oh, do, um, you know, he did a lot of, like, he does really transition work very well. So the show needed actually some transition. So he was able to help with that. And, and he worked very closely with, with Jason Moore and, and, um, and uh, Josh Prince.
0: Well, I think on your next show, Leap of Faith, talking about a show that got a complete overhaul. Yeah. Because I know in when the L.A. version of it, there was, like, different characters. Oh, and then totally. It, and then, so talk about, I mean, that's a show that started one way and then ended up completely different with cast, create a team. But that, those, that was one of those shows
1: that I had been involved with for years, for maybe, like, eight years of readings and workshops and, 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 and stuff and out of towns. And so you see the progression of the show. And, you know, they never quite figured out what they wanted the show to be or say I think and so it was, it was, there was a religious theme to it that can be really tricky and um, how you present that and are people going to be too you know, uh, taken aback by the religious part of it um, and it was really all about faith and, and that there are people who actually believe that a boy could uh, who, who can't walk can walk at a revival there are people that believe that And so how do we handle that and it was it was it was hard it was a hard thing but it had amazing music in it and um, i
0: saw that too i've seen almost everything you've done that's so crazy and
1: and, uh and the 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 la show to the new york show was completely different they combined characters and they changed the whole thing and we got uh sergio uh and uh, chris ashley uh to to helm the the broadway and um you know it was it was (laughs) we got we opened, we got nominated for a Tony for Best Musical, and we closed the next week, two weeks, after all that time. And uh, I think everybody should do one flop oh, <laughs> in their career to make you appreciate you know, something like, I'm in Aladdin now. You know what I mean? And I've never really had the opportunity to stay in a show for more than however long ran a year, year and a half. Um, so that was a real disappointment. You know, oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you put all of yourself into it. Yeah, and you kind of suspect that maybe it's not going to go. And um, <laughs> I tell you what, though. When we first got into the theater at Leap of Faith, uh, I sort of, I kind of, I saw what the set was, and I was kind of, it was questionable, the set. I was like, is that the set? I said, that doesn't, I don't know. That's not doing it for me. And I got on the phone, and I called Andy blanket Uh oh. And I said, do you need people for Annie? <laughs> and he said, "Why? Yes, we do,
0: actually." And I was like,
1: "I think I want to come in for
0: Annie if I could." He said, "Okay, we'll set that up." Wow. So the person that did Leap of Faith was the com- a completely different person that did Man of La the Uh, what do you, mean? you saw the set and knew the show wasn't going to be be successful. And in exactly. Man of the you were like, "We're running um, for I mean, yes, ex- yeah. exactly, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I so mean, because you know, as you. Experience you start to you start, to, and the more shows that you see, the more shows you've been involved with. When you're involved, you know, it's the hardest thing to make something commercially and artistically successful at the same time. You know, that's the challenge of Broadway, absolutely. And so, it's, it's really one of the hardest things. And so, you, you start to appreciate when you see a show. I become much less sort of, you know, we, we, we tend to, you know, because we know things about it, we tend to be overcritical, especially actors, when we go to see shows. But the more cre- the more you're involved in a creative process of a Broadway show, then you, I think you learn to forgive <laughs> a lot more things when you go to see it as an audience member and say, okay, well it has these are some flaws, but here are the good things about it, you know. Um, but you do know, though. Oh, know, absolutely. You you, di- you absolutely know, and I and I had a feeling that it wasn't gonna fly, yeah. and I hoped that it would, but I, I, I sort of knew that. It um, and then you got to move on. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you definitely do, and,
0: and look for the next opportunity. You got to move on. I found it was interesting about uh, your career is what we talked about the other day is that you said you haven't really had a long run, and with nine Broadway shows, really, Leap of Faith is your only flop. Yeah. Considered a flop. Yeah. But the other shows have had nice runs. Yeah. But not like long runs. No. Um, so, uh, no, but then so you went to into Annie, which and to was Annie. another like nice respectable year. Yep, year, a little um, over year. But it is hard when you have a flop and it runs for like two weeks. I saw that show, too, and yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to enjoy about yeah. it,
1: you know, but it just, you know.
0: And with, with with Broadway,
1: it so much of it is about, it can be about timing. It could be about, not so much of the show. I mean, look at, you know, The Full Monty. What an amazing show that was. Amazing. But it got absolutely overshadowed by the producers. The producers won everything. Yep. And then you have this amazing gem of a show. That probably would have done amazing in another season.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel about Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, with Book of Mormon just slaughtered Yeah, out. it's about timing. It's yeah. not so much about the piece. Yeah. So, um, so that has to do with it
1: as well. Um, and you never know what people are going to embrace and what they're not. Yeah. You, know, um, you just hope for the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, one question I ha- had for you is that uh, we talked about you did West Side Story and Porcupine best because no. you are um, are you mixed race? Mixed race. Yeah. Um, and so I, I joke that I have a lot of people like Emily Sue in my life that are always like, I'm the token ethnic in a lot of shows. And <laughs> yeah. it seemed like a lot of times, are you the token? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I have been in, in, in shows. I, I call them the, the, the chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> I have been a chocolate chip in a couple yep. of Broadway shows. Yeah, I've been a chocolate uh, chip. Yeah, there were only two chocolate chips in Dirty Rat and Scoundrels, me and my partner. Um, and so, yeah, Which I mean, is Amy I, Higgins, right? Amy Higgins, yeah. She's amazing dancer. Amazing dancer fantastic dancer.
0: Uh, I mean one of my favorite I learned a lot from her. Oh yeah. You know. And she can be scary and she's one of my favorite uh, people to watch on stage. Yeah we, we got along famously yeah. really um, she was hard. <laughs> she was hard. <laughs> she was a
1: hard partner but you know what? She it was it's all for, for good. She knew what she was doing. Uh-huh. She didn't need me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, I love you if you hear this, <laughs> if you're watching this. Uh, um, but no, I've
0: never heard chocolate chips. That's yeah, very funny. Yeah, ch- chocolate chips, I call them. And uh,
1: for me, you know, because of, I, I think I can be in between looks of, of things. But I've had the opportunity to be in um, all black shows right. um, as well. Amos Behaving. when I've
0: done um and Sugar. Uh, I did Bubble and Bob Sugar, business. too. You did? Yes. Ah, yeah. And I'm white as what? Uh, did you play that part? Yes. Well, <laughs> they had two parts. I had the gangster. I was
1: the gangster Okay, part. yeah, yeah um um so yeah so i on broadway it's been amazing because i the the, the the different all the different types of shows I, you know i can't just look down the street and be like i want to be in the lion king and you know i want to be in you know it hasn't happened like that it's all shows that i never thought i would be in like wonderful
0: town who knew that i was going to be in that absolutely you know, so. your life. <laughs> <On this stage. laughs> Uh, so, my next question, uh, did you, well, how was the Annie experience and so kids good. and dogs and so reinventing good. a classic? So, so good.
1: Um, you know, people get really, really territorial about shows like that, like Annie and Chorus Line and things like that. And so, they, they really want to see it done the same. And I, I think James LaPine didn't want to do it the same. He wanted to, not so much update it, but he wanted to just sort of update the, the staging and, and just make it a little bit more uh, edgy, maybe. And I don't think people would embrace that too, mm. too much. Um, and that's kind of a shame because it's such, and it really is amazing. Those kids were fantastic. Oh, absolutely. They were just amazing. And, you know, Lilla Crawford
0: played uh, uh, Snow White. A oh, Little White? Red. Little Red. Yes. I'm sorry. Little Red Riding Hood in... Into the woods. Yeah, she was she was uh, auditioned for Annie when she was in Billy Elliot with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh she was in Billy Elliot. Yes. that's right. Yeah, so she's had a good little career. She sure has. She was yeah.
1: fantastic and all those little girls were great. And and you know, with kids I think it could be the parents that are really the the crazy. Uh but these kids had really good parents and they were real kids as well. Yeah. I mean they were the other kids, but they were kids at oh. the end of the day. Um, there was, there was tears a lot, you know, they're little girls and they're all together. Um, there might've been a slap in the face, I think, Ooh. something like that. But you know, the adult, we were kept very separate from them so we could engage them when we wanted to. So that was a good uh, thing. Nobody cares about the adults and Annie. <laughs> no, no they, they don't. It's all about the kids and the dogs. You know, they did everything from the Toadies to the commercial to, uh, uh okay. but it was, uh, it was great, and I was able to, you know, I played the part of the cop, Lieutenant Ward, who does the whole scene with oh. uh, with, the, with Sandy. And uh, when I auditioned for the show, you, you, they, they said he was Irish, and I was like, I am not anywhere near Irish, <laughs> nor can I do an Irish accent. I will sound Jamaican if I do an Irish accent. <laughs> so I went in and I did a Long Island accent just because I knew how to do that. Yeah. So I did a very New York, Long Island, and they liked it.
0: So Perfect. I was able to do that. Um yeah, so it was great. It was a great experience. Well, before I get to uh, Aladdin, I wanted to, uh, to change the subject a little bit. But talking about trying to find your creativity, I know I saw you in Citizen Ruth, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a fringe show, mm-hmm. and then I also know you do the Broadway inspirational mm-hmm. singers. Voices, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't really know much about that because mm-hmm. I mean sometimes you. It's great that you have big Broadway shows, but you have to find creativity. Absolutely, elsewhere.
1: absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm one of those guys that I, I, I kind of, I'm a. I will, if you ask me to do it, I probably will do it. I'm, I've always been that person, because I'm like, you know, I don't want you to stop asking, so I, I try mm. to just do it. When it comes to a reading or something new, I love doing stuff like that. Even though it's a lot to do with the show, um, it, I still, I do a lot of readings and, and, and things like that. Um, the BIV, Broadway Inspirational Voices, was founded by Michael McElroy. It was uh, mm. it's a gospel uh, choir made up of uh, Broadway singers. Now they've achieved nonprofit status, so they're doing a lot of outreach work and and, and, uh, things like that. But uh, it's an amazing, you know, Michael is pretty much a genius, and and, um, it's a fabulous way to, you know, express yourself like that. Um, You know, working at the Nymph doing a fringe festival show I mean these are this is bare bones bare bones and it really just makes you appreciate when you are actually at you know on on Broadway and and what the the amount of money that we get and um, it just you know that's where all that stuff starts you know and I I feel like you have to keep a balance when it comes to that it can't just all be about the big show you have to stroke your and, and you know when you think about Long running shows, you know, Aladdin seems to be a long. I, I very, I hesitate to say, you know, anything could happen, but it seems like, right, um, at, at least any show that I've been in, it seems like it's going to run a long time. So then, it, the artist part of yourself says, okay, well, do I want to do the show for five years, or do I want to stroke my artist's, you know, uh, part of right. myself? But then the, you know the older you get you know your priorities change and and you say well no I I like that check I like to do grown people things like go on vacation and yes. you know and buy a couch and buy televisions and I never did all that stuff because you never knew how long the show was going to run so you know it gets uh, it's tricky so so these extra things are a way to sort of keep the balance of of, of uh, when you're in a show when you're in a big show
0: now with a with a show like Aladdin which is huge and wonderful Mm -hmm. and it's a hit and it has Disney money behind it Mm -hmm. uh, there's one word that people always hate when I um, say who are non theater people Mm -hmm. and that's the word job Mm -hmm. like people are are like what do you mean it's a job Mm -hmm. you're like doing your career and it's what you love and they hate the fact that at the end of the day no this is our job yeah absolutely I you know I tell people all the time I said listen it's a job
1: that I love Right. (laughs) To do, but it is a job. It's a grind. You know, we have to be there. What we do in in two and a half hours is very intense. You know, and physical, and and so, and we have to do the same performance every night. So it doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter what you've done the night before. These people are paying hundreds of of hundreds of dollars to see the show, so they want to see the same level of show every day. So my job is to make it the same even when I'm not feeling it. I have to make it that level. And so that's the job part of it. And that can be very tiring. And people don't, you know, don't really realize. It's like, no, I'm tired. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) It it is a job. Now listen, I would not trade this job for any job. You know, this is what I want to do with my life. But there is, you know, and you know, sometimes they're like, oh, I can't believe you're complaining, you know, on Broadway. I was like, well, okay, Uh, you know. But it it, it is a job, you know. but I certainly love it, and I I appreciate it, and I don't take it for granted. But, never, but it is tiring. You know? And people, I love
0: the phrase "golden
1: handcuffs." Golden handcuffs. Yep. You feel like you're you're bound. You don't really wanna. <laughs> you like the golden handcuffs. They feel sort of good, but you are bound. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know to the show. Um, I don't know. You know, I'm enjoying it now, and I you know talk to me in six months. But right. I, I I think now things like being able to come to Fire Island and, and have a vacation and not really worry about your gig when you get back and being able to spend the money that you want to spend, you know, uh, is amazing. So there's that part of it, too.
0: Well, and I'm assuming you've uh, <clears throat> had understudies in all these probably shows we talked about, but in Aladdin, you understudy Jafar. I uh, mean, he's uh, like, that's a big deal. Jafar. 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 Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's pretty...
1: It's it's scary. I remember the first time I went on, I was like, "This is a little bit iconic."
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? a little mean snake. It's it's. Uh, <laughs>
1: but it's an honor to be able to do that and to be with Jonathan Freeman, who created you know the voice of it and who's playing the part. Is to be able to learn from him is amazing. Um, and I you know I have my eyes on maybe playing the part in the future in Absolutely. Some way, So hopefully, you know that'll happen. So that that keeps it interesting as well. Um, I know I also uh, I studied the Sultan who was Jasmine's father oh okay um, a young father but a father nonetheless yes <laughs> and uh, yeah but I, I, I you know I, I plan on staying for as long as I can you know and as long as I want to and that's the beauty of it to be able to say that is is an amazing thing for an actor so I appreciate it
0: how was your audition process for Aladdin
1: well you know since I have been a dancer, for, you know, and in and, and this business we know that, you know, they, you, you get put in a, in a category, it's, that's the, the, the easiest way for them to, you know, sort of keep up with you. Sometimes it's, it's hard to, to shed that, you know, whatever box they put you in. So they called me into uh, a, an invited dance call for Aladdin. And I was hemming and hawing about it, I didn't, I didn't really want to do it, as, as I told you, I said, I think I need the senior dance division. Audition. I don't want to be in the room with twenty-year-olds, and so you think you could dance, and Daddy don't do that. Mm. So um, you know, I could still do a little something, but I, you know, <laughs> not next to twenty-year-olds. So you think you could dance? So,
0: <laughs>
1: especially to try to get the job, right? And then here you are, you know. But I knew Casey, and I had worked with him uh, briefly before, and uh, so I was very confident that I was going to. Uh, Get a call back and they said bring your tap shoes and we gave you some sides to read and i was very confident i was going to be called back even no, no matter how you did because you think you get to a certain you know level and you've done a couple of things and, and so you're like no well they, of course they're going to call me back you know so i went i auditioned for the show at two o'clock at two thirty, they said thank you very much i had packed my bags for the day my tap shoes my dinner i was doing annie at the time so i said well i won't be able to go back to the you know, back home before I go to the theater. So I'm just going to bring my dinner. I had this big bag packed because I knew that I was going to be there all afternoon, and I was not. So I was cut from the show and uh, from the the audition, and um, that was it. Where's the shower? Around the corner. Sorry, audience. (laughs) 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 We're in the pines.
0: (laughs) And my housemate needs to
1: know where the shower was. Um, (laughs)
0: i'm forcing him to do this interview on his vacation (laughs) i love it i love it so anyway cut ego bruised how dare they
1: (laughs) don't they know who i think i am and uh and so i had swept aladdin under the rug and then about a month later they called back and they said you know we figured out the track because you know you know how the broadway show is a big puzzle piece and so you have to figure out Who's a dancer who's a singer who's covering this who's covering that and 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 so I, I don't think that they had really had all that really figured out when they had their initial auditions so when it all, all came through the wash they said we need your track with somebody who's a little bit older who can cover these parts and who could still dance um, and not be a dancer track but still be able to dance um, and it, you know bass baritone so I was like that has my name on it Absolutely. but my, my agent when he <laughs> When he emailed me the audition, it just said, Aladdin, question mark, question mark, question mark, because I said, I was like, I'll, I'll never go to a dance call again. And, you know, uh, and so I went in and uh, did all the material for the creative team, and they asked me to come back and move, and I had to come in between shows, and then Casey sort of figured out that I probably didn't have to do that because I could, you know, he knows me. and. He knows that I could pick it up but I said no I'm coming I'm coming to that oh yeah and I went in between shows and I did the, the movement call and then I got it a couple of days later so you never know what you people are thinking you really don't know and we take these these auditions so personally all the time and most of the time it's 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 they want you to get the job they want your their job to be easy so they want you to walk in a room and say yes that's that's him you know a lot of times most times it's not about you <laughs> and right. it's not about your talent you know and that's a hard lesson for us to learn but uh, and this came around and it came around you know in space it's, it's an amazing opportunity to work with Disney and, um, and Casey and and, um, and how is the whole rehearsal process of putting together It's a huge show It's a huge show you know we were so blessed and lucky to have Casey I, oh, you know yes. and I, I, I really think that Casey is, is, is such a talented guy and he does everything with kindness and joy you know but he is you know he's a leader you know and yes. he, he knows how to run a room and I really appreciate that so w- our time was never wasted and it and it got you know you talk about out of town to Broadway I mean our show really changed from out of town to Broadway uh, and it's because of Casey said okay I need to come in and, and work my magic and he did and it, and it came out really well uh, it wasn't quite working in, in Toronto they had the, the storytelling was different mm. and, um, they had just had to change the, the the way that the show was was presented, um, and it worked out good. It worked out really good. <laughs> oh no! Abs- oh, absolutely. So, and uh, did
0: you guys perform on the Tonys?
1: We did. We did, friend like me, on the Tonys, which is very exciting. I don't think that was my third time on the Tonys. Uh, it's always so exciting. Oh, so exciting <laughs> to do that, uh, and I love watching them. I just I'm a oh, nerd absolutely. when it comes to the, the Tonys, but yeah we got to do that and to see James win the Tony was oh, so exciting so I awesome. was just
0: watching him on YouTube and that's I mean just how to construct a whole number is wonderful that. Uh, and Casey's so good at that sort of epic you know uh, number he's just so
1: he's so great at it um, and it got you know it was hard we were in Toronto in the winter you know and that was we rehearsed all the time and a lot of changes and as you do with a show I tell you, nothing was harder than Shrek, though. <laughs> so I put Shrek is is my my you know right. Uh, it, it was that was hard, that was a hard show to do. So Aladdin was hard, definitely maybe the you know the second hardest I would say, to put, just because of the sheer size right. of the show. Uh, but Casey was just on it. You know, it was really a pleasure. It's a pleasure, and the people are fantastic. And um, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but. This is also the first time that I have done a Broadway show where most of the people are ethnic. Right. Yes. So there's some white chocolate chips <laughs> in our show, which is very different. It's a very different, uh, it's a different atmosphere. We became very family oriented. Not to say that that can't happen somewhere else. Oh, right. But we we're very family oriented over there, and so it really makes it a pleasure.
0: Well, nice because especially when you know, oh, the I can put down some roots. Yes. And and get to know these people. And Absolutely, you know. and we've already had people leave,
1: and it's very sad. You yeah, know, as everybody's very close. we very, it's very much like a, a very uh, crazy family, you know, as shows are. Oh yes, and as you know, but um, but this one is, is is pretty special.
0: With the potential of it running for quite a while, mm-hmm. and you're talking about like your the creativity problems versus uh, being an adult problem. What are the things that do you still take class uh, do you audition for other things that you might be right for workshops or right now or you're like uh, cuz I know when I did a long-running show I actually like paid off debt and went to I got started therapy again like things that I couldn't do before. Absolutely. yeah so where are you with that type of
1: stuff? I'm doing that stuff there's, there's the debt payment off that the, the, there's always a you know a, a chore um, There's redoing my apartment, you know, and getting an updated television that I didn't. I had this old television (laughs) that weighed 200 pounds, and, you know, and I bought this amazing television that just changed my life. (laughs) 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 You know, I got a new couch, like, you know, just got my apartment painted, like grown-up things like that 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 feel very good to do. Um, And like I said, I do a lot of... uh, readings and workshops when I'm asked nice and um, and, I, and I also I've been doing the Broadway classrooms which is doing workshops with uh, groups of uh, either kids or sometimes adults that have bought usually they're coming to see the show and they bought a, a, some kind of workshop to to work with them so you either do a song and dance workshop you do a making music workshop where you sort of teach them a song from the show you do a question and answer sometimes they'll just ask you about your life as an actor and um, sometimes you'll go and sing and then perform for them and that's been very actually very fulfilling oh um, that's cause, great Because you know fortunately a lot of people want to see Aladdin so it's a very popular show yeah and and it's probably gonna be a lot of people's first Broadway show yeah and and uh, and I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing kids that are just and not everybody's into it you know what I mean But yeah when they are it can be very inspiring and and people are very interested in um, that sometimes the you, you'll get a group that, that that's just kind of tired and. And not really, but the questions that they ask are so interesting and and, and smart sometimes uh, that it gives me you know it gives me hope you know that people are they really are interested in, in, in what we do and they're fascinated by our lives you know and that makes you feel really good about it about, yes. what, about what you're doing so uh, I, I get a lot out of that about doing that not just the money. Filling.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then to skip back to your flop, one thing I forgot to ask about Leap of Faith was that was your gypsy robe. Yes. Well, I had. Well, okay, here's here's the story. Ooh. Um, that was the second time that I got the gypsy robe. The Look first at you. Th- the first time was
1: um, <laughs> in the apple tree. And what happened was Lauren Lataro, she had just won it because, you know, Lauren is, is a gypsy. She could yes. show the show. I think she got it for Course time, so she had just gotten it. But what you're supposed to do is when you don't want to, you have to let them know that you don't want to take it. And so they said this year for uh, uh, um, the apple tree is Laurel Lutaro gets the gypsy road. She was like, no, no, I, w- <laughs> I, I want to pass it on to the next person. But she didn't let them know before. So they were like, oh, <laughs> nobody really knew what to do. And they were, so they were... You know, rushing and looking through the the book, and they were like, "Well, who's the next person?" Dennis Stone, and I was like, "Oh, yay, great!" Like it was, you know, and it was still oh, absolutely, it was still amazing. But I was like, "This is kind of awkward, but I'll, you know, I'll take it." So, uh, Leap of Faith was the second time, and Aladdin was the third time. Oh, you have three. Three.
0: Wow! Yeah. Wait, how come you haven't passed it on to anyone? No, <laughs> 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 this, Aladdin might be it. Aladdin might be it. Talk to me. Talk to me when in the next
1: show because I, I said Aladdin was it, but then I'm gonna get there and be like, no, I want, I want, <laughs>
0: it. I <laughs> want it. I want it too. <laughs> because what a great you know honor. Oh, absolutely. And it's so, um, it's uh, really great. Absolutely. So um, so that brings us up to the present time. But I mean, I'm sure are there moments that you just like. Uh, besides the John Lithgow moment, what's mm-hmm. a moment? Other you've had must have many of them that you're just like that was pretty amazing. There's a lot of moments. You know, I, I really, I really don't take this for granted. Like I really know that what
1: we do is special. You know, and so anytime I get a, a opportunity to perform on Broadway, I just think it's when you really sort of sit back and look at what you're doing, and you look out, and you're on this amazing stage. And sometimes these theaters have been around for you know a hundred years, and and you know that people have performed there before. It, it's very you know i i i don't take it for granted and we all get tired and we all you know the job part of it comes in um but it really is an honor to to do this and and i really feel very very lucky to to do it and you know i think we touched upon getting your first broadway show that was for me just everything you know it becomes everything and it validates you in in ways and you know i i don't I'm a pretty confident person, but we all have our insecurities, but it's nice to feel validated that you you know, that this is actually what I think I was meant to do, you know? Um, and so that's, you know, it's just inspiring to be able to go to that stage door and it's a big Aladdin oh, yeah. and say, this is where I work, you know, and this is what I do for a living. It's and fantastic. that's
0: a, a restored vaudeville house, yeah, which is unbelievably gorgeous. I mean, you it's walk in gorgeous. there. <laughs> every part and of it the
1: energy there is, is fantastic as well um, so you know I'm gonna stick it out and as far as this career you know I'm, I'm gonna do it for as long as I can you know and, and if it's not dancing I'll, I'll you know I've been blessed enough to be able to do everything so um, you know hopefully that'll carry me into but I don't have you know, people say, well, what are you going to do afterwards? I really
0: haven't thought about it. Maybe I should, but I don't. Heck you know? no. So no, I'm, keep doing what I'm you're just, doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going to have lots of golden handcuffs from lots of different shows. Thanks, brother. You're welcome. If I could end this with a song for, of your choosing from uh, anything that you've done before or even from the inspirational voice, what would, how would you want to end this podcast? I would say, when we talk about Leap of Faith, you have to take leaps of Faith
1: in this business.
0: You just have to just go
1: for it and persevere and even when it gets, you know, when it seems like it's not gonna work out, you just gotta keep telling yourself that this is what you have to do, and uh, and just keep, you know. I think perseverance will get you very far in this business. Sounds
0: great. So, uh, and a little bit of luck. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is there actually a song called "Leap of Faith" and leap of faith? Yes, "Leap of Faith." Take All that, right. "Leap of Faith." Oh, and then that's what it, I will. I need it too. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Brad. I'm not too sure of anything, except that I don't know. I don't know where I'm going, or even who to be, but I want to believe in something. Can you take that leap? I can take that leap. I can take take that that leap. leap.